Welcome to episode 252 of In Touch with iOS, the show that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I am your host, Dave Ginsberg, and my guest this week, returning back to the show, Mike Potter. How you doing, Mike? Hey, Dave. How are you? Always great to be on your show. Thanks for having me. Yes. Yes. Always great to have you, and uh, lots of good fun stuff to talk about. And uh, Ben Rainthick's back. I know he was a little under the weather last week. We're glad that he's back, and... Uh, actually, you, last week I was at a film festival. Oh, uh, you were at the film festival. Uh, That's uh, right. I, I got yes, confused I with the weather, this week. Yeah, it's under the weather Tuesday for Tuck, Chuck's show. That's right. That's right. Well, either way, welcome back. We missed you. And last but certainly not least, Jeff Gammon is back. How are you doing, Jeff? I'm doing all right. I am not under the weather. And uh, sadly, I did not have a film festival to uh, to partake in this past week. I, I feel like I, I'm missing out. Yeah, that was we, we saw some of Ben's uh, posts. Uh, he he looked like he was having a good time. It looked like a, a really great time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So uh, this week, uh, you know, as we record, it never fails when Apple announces their quarterly results. It happens at, uh, less than two hours, two to three hours before we record the show. So, well, why not? Let's let's talk about it anyway. Even though most of us probably haven't looked at it closely, as I was working late as well, so I just happened to just look at it within the last. 40 minutes so but that, that's okay we'll 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 get through it and have our it's like a reaction time episode right mike we'll just be yeah. reacting as we read it so absolutely uh, and um so lots of other great news uh, i'm gonna uh, talk a little more about carplay that that's been the, in the news this week uh as uh, well as um as other all, all other fun things let's just be surprised right so talking about that breaking news is the quarterly results. Uh, I always like we always give full credit. That's where the credit is due to Jason Snell and Dan Morin. They J- Jason does an amazing job putting together all these uh, graphs about the the quarterly results. Uh, so let's sum it up. That they had ninety four point eight billion dollars in revenue, and it was better than expected. Uh, uh, Mac, of course, was. To be expected, it was down thirty one percent to seven point two billion. That was the lowest quarter of Mac since uh, revenue since twenty twenty. iPad was down about thirteen percent to six point seven billion, the lowest iPad revenue quarter since twenty twenty. But two things that were up: iPhone, which is not surprising, at two percent, at fifty one point three billion, and which gave the, the downward trend elsewhere, which was pretty impressive uh, for a quarter uh, to record for iPhone uh, revenue. But the big thing was services. Services soared to an absolute all-time record high of $20.9 billion. That's a f- up 5%. And wearables was down about 1% at uh, $8.8 uh, $8 billion. So we got charts that they've gone through below here. Um, uh, ver- uh, versus the, the first quarter versus uh, second quarter, yeah, no, no surprise that things dropped a little bit. Um, you know, the Mac... The Mac uh, area is pretty saturated right now. They don't, they're in kind of a transition with the M2, with the M1, M2 that happened. Um, mm-hmm. But now we're still waiting for new new machines and Macs. You know, we want iMacs. We don't have any iMacs that are that are out there just yet. And then they're also been talking about the M3s. Who knows what's going to happen with the Mac Pro, <laughs> if ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Mike, you, you, you the you the Mac guy of the of the panel here. What uh, what is your thoughts uh, as you've just find out about finding out about these numbers on the Mac? Well, I mean, I'm not terribly surprised. I mean, we've been hearing the Mac sales are down. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, we talked about this just very very briefly on for Mac as only last week because uh, we were talking about uh, you know someone who's new to the Mac or someone who 
has had another Mac for many, many years and is looking to get one of the new Apple Silicon Macs, what should they get? That's That was our conversation. Right. And at one point I had said, you know, hey, look at the iMac. It was last updated in 2021. What the heck is holding Apple up? Why is this not on an M2? I mean, they, we may be waiting for an M3, but why is this not on an M2, gosh darn it? And as I said in the show, the iMac to me is Apple's flagship desktop. That When someone thinks about Apple, when they think about the Mac, I picture an iMac or I picture a classic Mac. I don't picture a Mac Studio or a Mac Mini. I picture this this thing that has come to be known as the iMac ever since Jobs reintroduced it in, you know, 97. So um, to not keep that up to date, I think is a, a little bit of a shame. And for folks like us who are, you know, seeing what else is coming out, we're asking why not, why not an M2? What kind of engineering challenge could they possibly have that they can't put the M2 in the iMac? Um, other than that, though, you know, uh, just today I helped someone buy an iMac. I told him that, you know, we we don't know. We never know what's coming. There may be a new one coming this summer. There may be a new one coming this fall. But he was running a 2013. Oh, Anything yeah, he, was... he gets is going to run circles around what he has <laughs> right now. Absolutely. So he's going to be very, very, very happy with this iMac. Um, so this is this is coming from the viewpoint of someone who has a little bit different opinion on on what should be in my Mac when I put it on my desk. Right. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. You know, I, I, I think maybe people are just waiting to see what's coming and, and not necessarily rushing out and buying. And no. interestingly, yeah. I'm sorry, Dave, I didn't mean to interrupt, no. but interestingly, no. he asked if Amazon sells these, you know, these iMacs is what he said. <laughs> Does Amazon sell them? And I said, well, let's look. Almost every single model is listed as out of stock. Wow. Hmm. If that doesn't tell me that something new is coming soon, I don't know what does. Sure, we could yeah. buy it direct from Apple, but Amazon, not through Apple's official store on Amazon, there wasn't three quarters of them in stock. That that seems odd to me. Yeah. And so I think that people is. are just waiting. And that, you know, when that new iMac comes out and, and the other models are updated, I think we're going to see a surge in, in Mac sales again. Yeah, I agree. Did you guys have anything to add about Max before we move on? Yeah. Uh, we saw really, really good sales with the M1 generation. Yeah. Um, so what I'm thinking, both iPads and Macs, uh, so I'm thinking most of the people that were looking to upgrade, upgraded during the M1 generation. And then with the M2 generations, you kind of <laughs> had the 2019 last generation Intel stragglers like Jeff get on board. Like me. Yep. Um, it's, I can tell you this, I'm perfectly happy with this, uh, M1, yeah, M1 MacBook Pro. Um, it's going to be maybe the M4 before I even consider upgrading. Mm -hmm. It's, I just don't think there were enough people left to upgrade. And I think that also might be the reason why they didn't upgrade the iMac is because all the people that were looking for the base uh, you know, iMac at that point already upgraded, and there's not the replacement for the 27 or the Pro. Yep. I think Apple's. the replacement for the 27 is that Mac Studio. 
Yeah. It's yeah. The, yeah yep. We're not going to, I don't think we're ever going to see a 27 inch iMac again. I'm with you on that. Yep. I agree. Uh, Apple laptops sell better than desktops. Therefore, mm-hmm. the newer upgrades will go there. My guess is that Apple still hasn't taken iMac to the M2 because, uh, I mean, they they have all the data and we don't, so we can only speculate. So, uh, and I'm prefacing this with, I am not saying that iMac sales have tanked. So iMac sales do not have the numbers that Apple has as a threshold to say, we need to update the model to an M2. However, with Mike saying that uh, that the iMacs are all showing out of stock on uh, Apple's Amazon store, uh, yeah, that tells me that whatever they have decided is a valuable upgrade to the iMac is coming very soon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you can get pink, though. If you want pink, you can get that. <laughs> Yeah, good. Great. Yeah, on there. Yep. Why not? So, Christina Warren, if you want an iMac, your color is available. There you mm-hmm. go. I think she's known that for a while. I don't know if she ever got <laughs> one, but um, all right. So let's uh, let's kind of move on. I guess. I'm feeling pretty stellar. Oh boy, because it's Star Wars Day. Look at that. Hey, hey aren't, aren't we all feeling good because it's Star Wars Hulk. Day? Yes, and I forgot to say that that was that was uh, the A lady that picked that up for some reason. Uh, yeah, may the fourth be with you. <laughs> that, that was not planned. This uh, is the way. This and is the way. Your fourth spirit, and my fourth spirit, and Grogu sitting right next to me here. Uh, so say we all. Yes. Engage. Um, <laughs> engaging. Right. I'm going to engage now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh yeah. By the way, Apple just made a mere twenty-four point. It was a 24.3 billion in profit. So I, I think they did okay. Yeah. Uh, so uh, again, we said iPads were down a little bit. It was, that wasn't surprising, but iPhone revenue will continue to stay strong. I, I think Apple knows that, that their iPhone business is you know 54% of their business. And that's, yeah. you can't ignore that. And you see that out there in the world. I mean, the world still has a pretty much dominance of Android, but uh, you know, in the United States, I think it's pretty well dominant. Yeah, with the iPhone, honestly. Yeah. Um, so uh, we're not all surprised that uh, that that that's happened. Uh, so, and like I said, uh, we got the link in the show notes to Steve uh, to the to, to six colors, and they have their their, their great charts that uh, Jason Sal puts together. But the great thing to look at is services. Services continue to to expand. Uh, the you know you the Apple bundle we've talked about many times that people are really locked into that. And and I'm happy. I'm a happy bundle customer. I mean, I pay $32 a month for it, but you know what? I'm also sharing with family. Um, They're getting, getting to enjoy, uh, enjoy all the products that are available in that bundle. So that's why the services are doing so well. Um, That and our, our, I will talk about our K a little bit later. Uh, There's some, some in, in, improvements in more more games than ever in that platform um you know jeff you got any comments about services where where, where these numbers are I'm not, I'm not all surprised i'm not surprised at all and i think this underscores how uh smart apple's leadership is because mm-hmm. even though the iphone is the foundation of revenue for the company today they know it won't always be that way mm-hmm. so before that became a problem, they found a new uh, revenue stream that can become that foundation. So whenever the iPhone tapers off, 
services is already there and strong. Um, also, I think uh, after this quarter's uh, numbers, it's uh, I'm comfortable saying that services doesn't follow Apple's hardware cycle for trends. So yeah. Q2, which which is always lower compared to other quarters for hardware sales, that's not something that services is locked into. Yeah. Oh yeah, and by the way, Apple did announce during the uh, the uh, the results that, that they've uh, they have got almost hit over one billion. That's with a B active subscriptions. So, uh, Mike, you have any comments on uh, on services? No, I'll I'll happily pay six ninety nine a month for the quality content I'm getting on Apple TV Plus. Quite frankly, mm-hmm. yeah. that's that's the most valuable service that they offer to me. I really love the shows yeah. that I'm watching on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we pay two ninety nine a month for iCloud, you know, family sharing, two hundred was it two fifty gig for two ninety nine, and uh, we pay separately for Apple TV Plus. But um, I don't mm-hmm. use any of the others. I don't have any need for the music or for fitness or for uh, what's what else? What am I missing? Um, it's arcade, arcade, it's plus an arcade, right? Yeah, I don't have any use for any of that. So I, I don't, I don't see buying the bundle personally but i happily keep they said they were going to raise the price by a buck i said sure go ahead i love it (laughs) keep keep producing that quality content and i'll keep paying for it there you go i agree that that any your thoughts from you ben before we move on uh first uh speaking of apple tv plus i'm really intrigued by silo which is coming out tomorrow oh i gotta watch that Uh, Yeah. yeah i mean the other thing wait what what show silo it's a post-apocalyptic uh show where they have been in a silo and it's um but anyway i based on the performances of the services division i would not be surprised if once tim cook finally retires eddie q is a strong contender for ceo Hmm. Hmm. that's a bold announcement there (laughs) Uh, so yeah, that's great to see services are continuing on. And I think, uh, you know, it's going to con- con- continue to grow with the, with the future of Apple and, and all that. So, uh, you can take a look at all the rest of the numbers. You know, like I said, wearables were down a little bit, uh, and, um, and, uh, here's also a little nifty graphs in there, but, uh, that, that was the gist of uh, the announcement for this week. I don't think we need to really spend a ton of ton of time in it but 54 percent is the iphone 22 percent is services and then you put in the rest of the pie makes up of everything else wearables nine percent mac is eight percent ipad is seven percent so they got they got a nice uh they've got a nice portfolio going right now i think apple with all of their products and the strongest i've seen and probably ever <laughs> at this point yeah um so uh but check out yeah check that out um, so next story here, uh, after about the first week, um, that the savings account that was announced, well, we talked about this uh, last week at the Apple card savings account, it was, it turns out it was highly popular. Uh, the fact that, uh, with iPhone users, uh, uh the new Apple branded high yield savings saw up to, up to a $990 million near a, near a billion in deposits during its first four days of launch. Uh, and uh, this this was quoted by Forbes, which I'm excited to be quoting from. But uh, they um, 
they had some anonymous sources that did say that. So I, I, I kind of tend to believe it because there was quite a quite fa- a bit of fanfare when it comes to this because of that 4.15 APY, uh, which is uh, very appealing to most people. And, and there's no no restrictions on how much money you put in to, to, to still get that rate. So uh, what do you think, Ben? I think that financial services is going to be a major growth app area for Apple. Yeah. Um, they're, they're essentially uh, taking, you know, banking and turning it into, well, Apple. Okay. God, I said, I worded that completely crap. (laughs) 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 What Appleized? No, Ben, look, I have an English degree. Part, part of the reason I got that English degree is so that I can make up words. I completely approve of Appleized. All right. Yep. You heard it from Mike. So spake Mike, so shall it be. So shall it be. Exactly. Any thoughts on this? Any thoughts on this, Jeff? Can you imagine being a bank and saying, hey, we're open now. And then your consumers over the course of less than a week say, here's a billion dollars. Yeah. What the mm-hmm. hell? Here's my wallet. And, and it's Take just it. savings accounts. That's all you're doing. Just right. a savings account. Okay, here's a billion yeah. dollars. Um, yeah. Uh, if if anyone was concerned or skeptical is a better word. If anyone was skeptical that uh that this savings program was uh going to uh uh falter at launch, uh, well, sorry. Look, looks like this is uh, taking off super fast. Also, the trailer for Silo. Holy forking shirt balls. Why didn't you people <laughs> tell me about this earlier? <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, meanwhile, in, uh, in um, the financial news, uh, we talked about Apple Pay Later financing feature. That continues to roll out to iPhone users. So we, we did say that this, is, this was rolling out to select few customers including me and i was able to at least set it up i didn't use it but uh, i think it's kind of a neat way to be able to make a payment on uh, up to four equal payments on over six weeks so for those who don't want to put it on a credit card and pay it off over a year you, you, you could do it this way and it doesn't do any credit hit uh, by you using this so um cool thing is that every time you go to purchase something through Apple Apple Pay, it's going to give you an option. Uh, that's because I've, I've seen it of some items I've, I've gone through and purchased through Apple Pay, or that you have the option to use Pay Later to add that to a uh, to whatever you set it up. Because it goes from fifty dollars all the way up to a thousand dollars, so you can set it up and you've got thirty days to use that, and then you can go back and you know renew it again later. So uh, so that, that that's where everybody was seeing this early access banner, which I did. I was. Surprised. I, I don't think I'll necessarily use it because I have, like many people, have an Apple card. So if I wanted to do that, I might as well just do interest free for 12 months as opposed to six weeks. So, and I don't have a problem with that in most cases. You know, in fact, I just bought an iPad mini for my wife and that was, it was so nice and convenient to be able to, to take care of that and have a, and have a happy wife with her. She's loving her little, she call it, she's calling it the little guy. <laughs> the, the iPad mini. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, it's, uh, I don't think there's much else to say about that other than it, it start, it'll start rolling out soon. And, uh, if it's something you want to take advantage of, the great thing about it is it's not going to do any, no hit on your credit. You can just 
apply as long as Apple sees that uh, you're credit worthy enough. It should prove, you know, pretty much immediately. Unless anybody has anything to add on that, we can go ahead and move on. Uh, firmware upgrades. There was a ton of them this past week. Uh, the one, one that was really notable was the AirPods. Of course, you don't have any clue what, what this upgrade mm-hmm. is doing, like always. Um, so they introduced the 5E135 firmware for the AirPods 2 and the AirPods 3 and the original AirPods uh, Pro as well as the AirPods Pro 2, which are in my ears, uh, and the AirPods Max. And so... It says it doesn't really offer any immediate release notes or what's um, what 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 updates it, and plus you can't force update it. You just have to have it connected to your iPhone, and then miraculously it uh, it updates. Uh, so I, I guess I could see why Apple doesn't want people poking around in a, a small little device like an AirPod that they don't want to know what's causing it. But there were there were some stories uh, of of some distortion issues because uh, I've uh, not all. Another article here uh, that would also related to the Beats um, uh, buds as well. Uh, that that uh, there was a vulnerability that could allow user to attack and gain access to your headphones, which is kind of scary. Um, and and they did mention that the AirPods did have a uh, a similar type of uh, issue with that as well. So uh, make sure you update them and make sure you're as long as you're connecting them to your your iPhone, which I think most of us do most of the time. It shouldn't be a problem. Uh, any, you have a, any thoughts on that, Jeff? Why won't Apple let us force the update to happen? That's what I like to know. Come on. I mean, the only reason I know that uh, that the update happened for me was because I already knew that I could go into settings, select my AirPods, scroll to the bottom of the screen, and see what version number I have. And the only reason I knew that was up to date because it doesn't tell you this is the most recent version. It's because I read articles that listed what that version number was. Come on. Yep. yep. I Mr. Yep. Cranky Pants about this one, which uh, is ironic because, you know, the whole pants thing. Yeah, that's true. That's true. What do you think, Mike? Oh, I'm, I'm with Jeff 100%. They really should offer a way to force the update on the AirPods. And what really drives it home is this second story about the Beats firmware update that addresses a Bluetooth security issue. And then AirPods are already patched. They never tell us what's in the new firmware updates and they don't give us an option to update them. So if our AirPods don't update, are we walking around with Bluetooth security issues? Yes. That's crazy. We need to have a way to update them and we need to know why we're updating them. I think that's super important and there's no excuse for it. I mean, someone is developing this firmware. Someone knows what patches they put Mm -hmm. in it. Of course they do. Tell us, tell us what's going on so that we can better take care of our equipment. Yeah, this is like developers when they roll out updates and their update notes are uh, performance improvements and bug fixes. Oh, that's nuts. Yeah, I agree. That's crazy. Yep. 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 Go ahead, Ben. Yep. I'd have to say uh, the Beats listed in the article, including the Beats Fit Pro that I'm wearing, are basically AirPods in Beats form. So I think that's a pretty good indication of what the patch is for. I think they're all very related. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, 
And briefly, I'll talk about another firmware upgrade. They seem they've uh, they do this as well as to that MagSafe charger, which I absolutely love. Actually, I use it as at my bedside every night, and I love the fact that I just slap it onto my MagSafe on my iPhone 14 Pro Max, and it just charges nice and quickly and efficiently. Um, but they they've, they have been updating a bunch of uh, doing a couple of updates of firmware for the MagSafe charger as well. Again, no clue why and- they're doing it and why and. Right, Jeff? Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You're better so. than this, Apple. No, <laughs> I want you to be better than this, Apple. Yeah, and, and in fact, the MagSafe charger, you have no clue how it updates, if when it ever updates, and you don't right. even, and, yeah. you can't even check it. I mean, what is, <laughs> yeah, I, I want to know what is, what needs to be updated in the firmware yeah. on a freaking charger on a charger a charger yeah so. yeah and a wireless charger with no data throughput right exactly. right unless yeah. there is a secret data throughput that apple's using and there's a security flaw and they're patching that in which case i really want to know yeah 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 absolutely so i think much also do say we can say about that and like you said come on apple <laughs> Um, next story here, the NYPD, New York city police department, uh, is encouraging New York car owners to, inst- to install Apple air tags in cars in order to cut down on car theft in the city. Uh, in a tweet that was shared over this, this past week, um, the N- NYPD said that the 21st century calls for the 21st century policing. I like that. Mm-hmm. And that all, that an air, air tag in a car will help officers recover a car if it's stolen. Accompanying vi- and they had a video for car owners on how to get an air tag and installed in a location in the vehicle work and it can't be easily found. And they showed the demonstration how to do that. And we've been talking about this before. This is an actual New York City Police Department video that they put together. It was on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So the link's in the show notes here. Interestingly, that the police, uh, I'm sure they're gone by now. Um, New York the NYPD was giving away 500 free air tags. They were available that you could get and put them in your car. Um what do you think, Ben? This is uh, another interesting way to use an air tag. Yes. Um, actually, because of this very article, today um, I have a Hyundai, which is one of those on the list. Uh, so I, today, went out to Walmart. I purchased an air tag, my very first, and ah. an air tag uh, case. And then I hid it inside the bowels bowels of my vehicle. There you go. Cheap way to have a tracking uh, device. Yeah. And then I checked to see if it actually worked. And did it? Yes. Um, I mean, if you're one of those like me who have the uh, older Hyundais on the lead or Kia's yeah. on the list and don't have the option for that anti-theft upgrade mm-hmm. that the newer ones have, yep. get one of these. Get the club. I'm with you. Any because thoughts, these vehicles are too uh, too easy to steal. Yeah, they are. Any thoughts on that, Mike? Uh, just make sure that you tell all your passengers that when they're riding with you, that they're going to get a notification on their phone that says you are being followed by an air tag, that and that they need to um, <laughs> make sure to say, "Don't worry about this air tag anymore." I purchased one. The one and only AirTag I purchased, I purchased for my father 
for his dog who keeps mm -hmm. getting out and running around the neighborhood. And I said, here's an air tag. I bought him a special collar to put it in. And he came down here to visit and we were out in a walk and my phone kept going, bleep, you're being followed by an air tag. Bleep, you're being followed by an air tag. <laughs> and so now I, got, I got this beautiful, beautiful map on my phone of the walk that we took that day because uh, I didn't set a fitness on my watch, but I, that's how I get my maps normally. But from the air tag that was following, that was tracking me throughout the neighborhood. Well, like it was Frog dog. the Dog. That's who was tracking me through the neighborhood. Frog the Dog. Frog the Dog. Nice. Yeah. Your thoughts, Jeff? Um, knowing that Apple says um, air tags are not for tracking your pets or your cars. Yeah. Um, okay, great. Now you can track your pets and your cars. The fact that that uh, NYPD is doing this and they've made a big deal about it, that's going to have a larger impact on uh, potential car thefts than the air tags themselves. Because the important thing here is to let potential bad uh, actors know that there's a, there's a possibility they're going to be tracked when they steal a car, and mm -hmm. uh, it's you know it's like when uh, when someone gets a home security system and they put the sticker in the window or the sign in the yard that's doing as much to protect them as the security system is. It's the yeah. awareness yeah. that, uh, that this is no longer as easy a target as the house down the street or the cars outside of New York where the cops aren't giving away mm -hmm. air tags. Yep. Yep. Oh, like 25 bucks and everybody should have one. Nope, yeah. I agree. I I have air tags. I have several air tags. I don't have one in my car, but you know, maybe I'll go buy one and and toss it in the car. Why not? Meanwhile, you were just talking about the unwanted tracking. Uh, another article here from this was in iMore uh, a couple of days ago. Apple and Google put, uh, announced they're they're partnering to stop unwanted tracking with air tags. Uh, Apple and Google today announced a new joint proposal for an industry standard specification that will help stop unwanted tracking through devices like AirTags. Um, as we know, the, what the what AirTag can do, I don't need to go read through all that uh, for your keys. I use it for my keys, your luggage, your purse, and so on and so forth. This is just a, a new design that's going to help combat, combat the issue of the misuse of the tick, of the device for unwanted tracking. Um, and it will allow tracking detection devices, devices like the likes of uh, Tile, Chipolo, and, and uh, of course, Apple's own AirTags. So um, I think this is a good thing to see that Apple and Google are, are, are recognizing this because uh, security is, a, is an utmost performance, right? Don't, don't you think, Jeff? Yeah. And um, you know what? Good on Apple and Google for working together to come up with this standard that that's going to be open so all of the tracker uh companies can take advantage of it and it eliminates the problem that that you have today where um if you want to to get a notification on an android device if an, if you're being followed by an air tag you have to install an app and launch the app and check this yeah. will fix that problem um, all these other companies that are that are showing interest in participating in this, good on them. However, um, Tile saying yes, we're very interested in this. You know what? Screw those guys. <laughs> they started all this, 
And oh. they had they showed no interest in offering security for their customers at all. And it wasn't until the air tag came out and all of a sudden now that's a thing. Mm-hmm. And uh and they they waited what over a year after the air tags came out before they started um doing anything for protection and privacy come on people and others saying hey yeah we're interested in that you know what tile you should have done this years ago you should have been uh, the industry leader and you should have created that open standard for everyone else yeah, we should, oh yeah we they're interested in saving their behinds yeah then we shouldn't be talking about yeah. this they should have had this oh, I, I really am mr cranky pants tonight you are but it makes it fun you guys <laughs> have any other thoughts about that before we move on no micro ben I can't say anything more that Jeff already didn't say. Yeah, I think Jeff did a good job summing it up here. Um, next story, iTunes Music Store has turned 20 uh, this past week. Uh, the 20th anniversary of the of Apple launching the iTunes Music Store, allowing Mac users to download music for just 99 cents a song. Remember that? There was always the big excitement. You could buy a mm-hmm. song for 99 cents. Uh, they had, at that time, 200,000 songs. Oh, my God, that's a lot of songs. Well, what do they have now? <laughs> two million all of them <laughs> yeah, basically yeah. all of them yeah and you got to listen to a 30 uh, 30 second preview and of course they had that wonderful security in place where you couldn't play the, the song anywhere with with, with <laughs> the protection um but uh yeah it, it, that really was where it started the the, the whole music thing on uh, on on, an, on a mac and then of course expanded on to your ios device at that point and of course the itunes name is kind of Drifted off into the sunset, except for Windows. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but yeah, Apple Music it wouldn't be here what, what it is today if we hadn't uh, had iTunes. I, I mean, we 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 all loved iTunes. I lo- I, I liked mm-hmm. all the scripts and all the things you could do to manipulate your playlists and you know all mm-hmm. the backing up of your apps and backing up all your songs and yeah, that was, that was all a different CDs. and your CDs. You're ripping your CDs and it was a different world back then. What do you what do you think, Ben? I think this was the death of beginning of the end of for physical media. Yeah, Apple. Yeah, I mean Apple. We all talk about the iPod, the iPhone. This is where Apple innovated, possibly the highest. They completely changed the way that music was purchased and consumed. Yeah, no, there there's no question about that. So, um, but. Like I said, I think we're in a better place now. Any thoughts, Mike? No, just to build on what what Ben said, they changed the way music was purchased, but not for altruistic reasons. They changed it to sell Mm -hmm. more hardware. That's Mm -hmm. why they changed the way music was purchased. Why Steve Jobs pushed the music industry to change the way that music is purchased was to sell more hardware. Ultimately, it turned out to be a great thing all around and not just for, you know, selling hardware. Yep. But, um, yeah, I mean, that was the original reason. Yep, absolutely. Um, last story, I'm just going to move on here. Uh, the downfall of Bridge. And the, the iPad keyboard company just folds, no pun intended, and leaves, leaves uh, staff unpaid and customers' orders unfulfilled. That's a shame. It was a, it was once a thriving company and it was a great startup. I mean, I, I really was a big fan of these guys. Um, I, met, I, I actually saw them the, a couple of years ago when I was at CES and then inter- interviewed them. And uh, unfortunately, 
the, the employees haven't been paid since January, and the customers who pre-ordered their most recent product have been left in the dark as well. And the website has gone completely offline. If you go to their website right now, all you see is the big Bridge logo, and that's it. Can't go anywhere. Um, so it's kind of sad. You know, the Bridge Pro Plus was a great keyboard uh, device for for the iPad. It's a crowded market, no question about it. You, you had uh, um, you had uh, uh, Logitech and Apple, of course, having their own products and many others. Uh, uh, so it's just uh, going to be interesting to see where, where, what happens. I'm sure if they hadn't already filed for bankruptcy, they're probably going to be doing that. And, and unfortunately the customers are the ones that have the, the, the rotten thing that they have to deal with and waiting to see if they can get their money back. So, um, what do you think, Jeff? Um, <clears throat> this just sucks all the way around. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's it. Um, so I haven't followed Bridges products very closely lately. No. Were they not doing anything in the Android space? I don't think so. Because it's, it seems to me like if, if you're making uh keyboard cases for tablets and you know that you're having to compete directly with Apple, why would you not uh, start making cases for um, for Android devices? I mean, it, it's yes, there's a whole wide range of things, but you could pick specific, you know, like Samsung tablets, make these for uh, Amazon's Fire tablets. Um, you know, pick, pick a few Android tablets and and make it, or even Windows t- tablets like the Surface. Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- this just sucks, and uh, it's sad to see the comp- this this part of the competition go. It sucks for the employees. It sucks for customers who ha- who apparently are out money and out of product. Yeah, it's, it is. This is just sad all the way around. Very sad. Um, any other com- comments, guys? We move off the, the news. Yeah, um, I will say this. Um, it is sad that this company uh, has folded. I feel really bad for the employees, but for the people running the, the company, this leaves a really sour taste in my mouth. Yeah, they knew this was happening. Uh, apparently they chose to save themselves over their employees and their customers. Yeah. Seems it. Yeah. That's a crap move right there. Yeah. Yep. So RIP bridge. We missed, we, we, we knew you, we liked you, but it's a sad, so, um, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, so the topics for this week, uh, Apple actually did the, the first release of their res- security response, uh, updates. That was the very first time that there were, Everybody in the whole world that's running 16.4 iOS was able to experience it, and we all experienced it. I seem to remember, Jeff, you posted something on in social media on Mastodon or Twitter saying that uh, it was kind of quirky. That was your first impression <laughs> to this? That, that's a nice way to put it. Yeah, yeah uh, as far as I can tell, there was a, uh, uh, a server-side bug on Apple's part yeah. where um, when – when the update went to validate itself, it would fail and resp- and reply back saying that you don't have an internet connection. Try again later. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'd say like 
like 90 minutes, two hours later, the problem was fixed. And, uh, and so anyone that updated after that happened, they were fine. Um, but not everyone was hit with this problem. So some people were able to install the update right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was doing the uh, security response test updates with betas, and that always worked fine. Right. Mm-hmm. I just assumed okay. the first time we experienced it as a public release because we'd been testing this for months and months already. It would go smoothly. Apparently not. But they, they got that bug worked out and uh, got it worked out quickly. So any future updates like this hopefully will go much smoother. Yeah. Any other thoughts on this? I mean, just, it's just like any other security update. It's just, it's gonna, it's a quicker update. You don't have to have to go through a whole dot one release of, of a security update anymore. So they're gonna, now they can quickly respond to a security patch that they always complain that Apple takes their time to patch these holes that people find. So, yeah, we've had so many tests on the beta that I didn't realize this was the first one in the wild. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Same. Yeah. That's yeah, true. So. So make sure if you haven't already updated, please make sure you do it because it's got some it's definitely going to have protect you from any uh, any holes malware or, or anything like that. So um, other thing I wanted to mention for sixteen point four point one is there was a Siri bug uh, that won't let you set the calendar events on the thirty first. <laughs> mm-hmm. Alleged bug that was impairing users being able to rely on their voice to set calendar appointments. Um, that. Uh, when you attempt to use your voice. So you'd use Siri to create an event that was on the 31st. It would automatically revert to the 30th of the month and they couldn't correct the mistake with their voice. Um, Mm. I believe uh, uh, they say that the mistake is easily fixed, but you must open the calendar app to manually edit the appointment date. Apple support teams have been reportedly acknowledged of this known problem and it's an exclusive to 16.4.1. 16.5 beta isn't affected by this issue is issue. So haven't seen anything else announced by Apple that this is going to be fixed anytime soon. So I know it's not, a, it's not a, a earth shattering bug, but it's more of an annoyance than anything well, else. It's, it's a big problem every other month. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But, yeah. I mean, thankfully April was, was a 30 day month. If this had happened towards the end of May, that would have been a giant pain in the butt. How many yep. of us are setting appointments through? Yeah, there you go. Mike, yeah. Mike shaking his head is an, yeah. is answering my question. No, the S piece doesn't like me. I, I can't get it to respond for the life of me. I tried yeah. twice in the car this morning to ask it to convert, uh, what was it, 299 pounds to dollars. Just completely ignored me. Mm-hmm. My wife does the exact same thing. No problem. Here you go. Here's the answer. Nope. Yeah. The only thing yeah. the S beast will do for me is set a timer. That's all I can ever get it to do. If I ever ask it for any valuable information, nada. So trusting it to set a calendar event for me? No, not going to do it. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, oh, another bug. What are we going to do? I'll it. It'll be fixed when we get 16.5. Speaking of 16.5. say. Yeah, we say. But speaking of 16.5, Beta 4 came out this week, uh, both for the developers and the public. It is now out. Um, the uh, registered developers will be able to get it, and as well as you, if you're a public beta tester, you can get it as well. Really no other 
changes I can see that we've already talked about. Uh, ben, have you seen anything any different other than is it's, it's solid? It's very solid. It's also uh, a release that ends in an A. So we should be seeing the RC yeah. pretty soon. Yeah, well, we're only a month away from uh, WWDC, so they're probably going to want it released before then. So we're yeah. So then they're ready Unless to start. Unless it includes little surprises that uh, that relate to announcements at WWDC, in which case mm-hmm. it will drop yeah. after the keynote. That's true. Yeah. Or or things prior to WWDC. Yeah, that is true. Mm-hmm. Um. I'll also mention uh, Mac OS Ventura 13.4 uh, uh, is out beta 4 as well as tvOS 16.5 and watch OS 9.5 nothing earth shattering about those updates at all as well I I tend to stay away well actually I had no I, I now have a beta tested for a beta Apple TV so I've been playing with that because I wanted to try that 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 grid that grid view for being able to watch the multiple sports games like uh mm-hmm. you could watch the 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 the, uh, the MLS soccer and the Friday night baseball. Um, so that was kind of a fun thing to play with, but beyond that Apple TV really never has huge updates as we know. Mm-hmm. Um, so a couple other things I want to talk about uh, with the CarPlay. We did CarPlay has obviously been in the news. We've had some passionate d- discussions about this and the fact of GM walking away from supporting CarPlay when we don't know how, how all that is. Well, it's nice to see that at least Ford is committed uh, officially to say we are retaining Apple CarPlay functionality for the foreseeable future. Um, so uh, they they are going to continue on with their uh, Apple CarPlay uh, Joanna Stern actually interviewed the Ford CEO, Jim Farley, about this and the state of this and, and infotainment systems in, in vehicles. Um, and, you know, he says the rivals like Tesla and GM know how the companies or decisions affect the customers. And it's always been, you know, questionable why why Tesla won't give in. But no. Oh, Elon Musk. Questionable. <laughs> Elon Musk. That's all I got to say. Uh, so, um uh, so it's it's a shame, but you know, like like I said last week, the article we talked about, eight hundred vehicles are out there that support CarPlay. I think uh, the population is pretty satisfied with finding one vehicle that will will meet their needs and and be able to continue to have mm-hmm. CarPlay. You guys, any comments on that? Yeah, Ford is pretty clearly positioning itself to CarPlay buyers. Mm-hmm. Ford didn't have any intention of dropping carplay um so by coming out with their announcement hey we're continuing to support carplay they are clearly letting gm customers know where they should buy their next car yeah g gm basically threw up a layup for ford and they dunked yep and i and i love that apple gave gm a big fu by uh, <laughs> by making a web page that says, "Hey, look at all these uh, these great uh, cars yeah, that, that are was, out there that support CarPlay." That was great that they did that. So, um, uh, I won't go through it. Oh, there's a great article again that uh, Nine to Five Mac did on on apps, the great apps, and we've talked about that before. So I don't think we really need to dive into that much. Um, but notable, uh, another article is VLC is now available for CarPlay. I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. Isn't that for video? Oh no, it's going to be for your audio playback. Right, uh, which which VLC does a very good job of playing audio files. So now mm-hmm. they've got a CarPlay app that allows you to, to easily access your audio files while you're driving. 
rather than using the iPhone app when you're behind the wheel. So I'm uh, I'm uh, ready to update this and try it out. It looks like it's a, a pretty cool way to be able to listen to your uh, um, listen to your music uh, using a completely different app than uh, than using the Apple Music or any other music type apps that are out there. Um, so Here, uh, here's the out. thing: v- yeah. VLC supports Flack. And other formats that uh, that your iPhone and car and uh, CarPlay wouldn't support natively. So if you're doing a lot of high res with with Flack, here you go. Now you've got it in your car. This 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 has to make you happy, Jeff. (laughs) Yeah, I think this is great. Yeah. And it's open I mean, source. Granted, your car is not the best uh, place yeah. for listening to uh, to True. Uh, audio, but cool. <laughs> exactly. Make sure you yeah, listen to the those flak tracks uh, with your windows down. That helps. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. A couple of more topics here. I wanted to hit on uh, chat GPT is just, just been the rage. Like, I think it was like, I don't think there's a day that goes by. I'm hearing something that's talk, talked about AI and chat GPT. So, uh, but there is a client that's currently in beta testing on your iPhone. It will now work on your iPhone. Um, I've got an article here in the show notes that talks about it. It, uh, it is, uh, called L- MLC LLM. It's an open source project that was developed by a team called MLC AI who have taken on G- chat GPT and we focus it on a local device. So it is in test flight. So you can, uh, there's a link in, in the article that you actually can join and try it out. Um, and it is a local, um, chat GPT. So it's got, it's stored locally, so you can do some chat GPT inquiries on your iPhone. Um, I've tried it. Uh, I tried a couple things, and I compared it to how chat GPT is on the web, and uh, eh, they think they got a little ways to go. There was uh, a lot of stuff I typed in that didn't know what I was talking about. So, um, But, hey, it's worth checking out. It's it's free, and you can and you can you know go into test flight and beta test if you want. Any thoughts, Jeff? Um, yes. And I'm not going down the path that you're probably thinking I'm going down. Okay. So this news to me is, uh, backing up the concern that Google has. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I don't have a link to the article, uh, in front of me and I'm sorry, but sure. I read an article in the past couple of days where, uh, internal documents from Google were leaked where they were talking about uh, about about the whole LLM market space and uh, and what Google was saying was that Google and OpenAI are not in a position to be able to uh, to block or uh, out out compete the open source LLM platform forms that we have and that are going to come and uh, and that's a huge concern for them this whole thing with chat gpt being able to work on your iphone um and then have it work uh, offline as well even though it kind of sucks today this just underscores the concern that that google has there are companies out there that are uh, working with lm data and they are they're building platforms 
that you can just take and have on your personal computer on your smartphone and uh, and there's at least currently no way that OpenAI and Google can compete with this. Yep. Oh, I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, guys, any other thoughts on that? All right. Um, let's uh, let's talk about uh, no more passwords. Uh, uh, Google announced today that uh, they're saying so long uh, passwords and thanks for all the fish. Uh, mm-hmm. they, 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 they did announce that uh, you no longer need a password to sign into your Google account. Uh, their next step in the passwordless future is here by using pass keys. Um, I haven't tried it yet, but um, it's very similar to what Apple's already been working on with the, the, the pass key support um, mm-hmm. that uh, I think this is exciting. I mean, I think all of us get tired of having to remember or put passwords in all the time. And uh, if this is as secure as they say it is, I, I'm all for it. I want to try it out. I did. This just got announced. Uh, it was just yesterday. I hadn't had the chance to try it yet, but uh, uh Mike, what do you think? For passwords, or would you, would you be using something like this uh, to not have to put your password anymore? Oh, I, I don't think I'll have a choice at some point. Um, yeah. My, my, I guess when I do eventually set out to try this, I'm going to want to try it with a a, a Google or or Apple account because I do have a few of those mm-hmm. too. Right. But it, it doesn't matter to me <laughs> because okay. yeah. I want to make sure that if I can't get into it somehow, that uh, it true. I can write it off and cool, no problem. Um, my 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 question: I've never really looked into how pass keys work that thoroughly, but what happens when you have multiple devices of various vintages, and you switch to something like, you know, pass keys for your Google account, and you now have a a Mac that doesn't have any kind of kind of biometric. Does it revert then back to a password? Do you still have a password to fall back on? Mm-hmm. Do you have, you know, how, how does that work? That's what I want to know. Do, do, does it fall back on an authenticator? Uh, what happens when you are trying to sign in from a device that doesn't support the pass keys and or uh, isn't your device? Then what happens? That's what I'd like to know. Uh, one pair password. They have a really uh, good article about pass keys, and uh, and mm-hmm. using them with devices that aren't your own, and um, and using using pass keys with multiple devices. But isn't that then one password is then on on this right? Yeah. But so in-, in this case, it it would be one password. Uh, so that would be your platform. However. Sure. Um, the the things that they talk about, it's they're also talking about the overall concepts. So what they're what they're doing, they're also explaining just how the whole pass key thing works with um, uh, just in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was gonna say uh, for devices with biometrics that weren't the one you signed up on, I just tested it and it works perfectly. I set it so up on how, my iPhone. How is that information synced, Ben? I mean, if I'm if I'm syncing my information via Apple's keychain, which I presume is how it's syncing, and now I'm going yeah. to another device, and obviously I'm not logged into that device, I don't have access to my keychain. How mm-hmm. is it authenticating me through biometrics? I would assume there's some kind of token 
uh, that's passed to the computer. I'm not entirely sure. All I know is a, I logged into Google. Uh, it asked me to use my touch ID on my Mac and it signed me right in. And it wasn't your Mac. Oh, it, it was my Mac, but um, it was, I've, I created the, the pass key on my iPhone. Yeah. I, um, so if, if I'm understanding correctly, and keep in mind, I have not made the jump into pass keys yet because mm-hmm. when not I first normally. thought about it, there there were some showstoppers for me. Uh, but like you have your authentic your biometric authentication on your phone, so yeah. then um, then it asks for you to authenticate through your phone, and um, and nope, nope. then that way you're sidestepping the fact that it's not your computer. And uh, and it doesn't have any of your uh, biometric data or pass keys for that computer. Um, this is also why I've I've debated: should I get a YubiKey or a similar mm-hmm. uh, device for pass keys? And and would that be a better way to go? And and the answer for me right now is I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I use it for work. I'm sure I got a camera here. There's my YubiKey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, um, it's interesting, to say the least, uh, how how we use it. But uh, I, I was attempt, I was tempted to, to get one. And they're not terribly expensive where you can set it up. But then I also worry you lose it and you want to make sure that you have it set right. up properly and all mm-hmm. that. Um, the good thing at work, I, I, if I were to lose this thing, I, I have the Microsoft Authenticator app to fall back on so I can still sign in using Microsoft Authenticator too. So you have to set that up as a backup because, you know, like any physical key, as you see, I keep it on a keychain with, of course, my air tag there, um, that uh, um, that uh, you want to make sure that uh, you are uh, backing up, uh, having a backup way of being able to sign. It's kind of like using the fingerprint reader on, on, a, on a PC. You know, they use yeah. when Microsoft uses Windows Hello and uh, you're using facial Face ID. You know, on an iPhone or Face ID on a, on a on a Windows machine, you can as well. Um, that, that you don't have to do that. And then when Windows has also used a PIN, where you can have a PIN way of just using a PIN as opposed to a password. I'm not so always overly excited about using that as I am, you know, with the like the fingerprint reader like we have on Macs. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, definitely it's something to explore. And I agree with you, Mike. You definitely want to use it on an account you don't care about at first or even create a dummy account to try it at first you know you know i i'm good at playing the dumb guy i'm really good at that and this is one area where i definitely have to play the dumb guy because i just haven't looked into it that much and that's why i'm asking these questions because these are the thoughts that come to my mind okay so i'm i'm not creating any sort of um thing i can recover right i mean other than me uh, so how, you know, what happens and, and what goes on when I'm trying to use a, a computer that doesn't support these things, or I don't have my phone or I don't have, you know, so these are all just questions that are floating through my mind because I, you know, again, classic dumb guy here when it comes to this topic. Um, but yeah, I think you get, I, I like, I like Jeff's idea. We'll check out that one password article and, and read up yep. on it a little bit more. I put, I put that in the show notes cause, uh, they just, they also announced along with Google that they're going to be supporting um, Google's yeah, they uh, did. Good. Yeah. 
You yeah, went and found about, that while you're talking and you know, I'm amazing. You're I? really good. You're you're <laughs> setting a pretty high bar here, Dave. You need to start slacking off. <laughs> uh so a couple two quick two quick things I experienced this week I wanted to talk about. Um as I mentioned earlier, I got my wife a uh, an iPad mini, but the reason we went into the Apple store was because she continually was complaining about her iPhone. And of course, you know, she has to have a pop socket on her, on her, on her, on her phone. Mm -hmm. So it drives me crazy. So she can't use, like I'm showing here on camera, the, the, the MagSafe charging, which I absolutely love. So what does she have to do? Socket make a MagSafe case. They do. Yes, they do. And, I, and I've tried to get her to buy it. And, no. Okay. Yep. I mean, yep. her, and, 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 her and her other siblings, they, they are all on the pop socket and they want to have that thing that pops out so they can have the lip balm on the back and, and, no, and all, all that stuff. So, you know, how it goes. But they yep. have to hold it like this. You know, it, it, that's what. You know, if it makes them happy, it does. Then it does. That's, there you go. That's all so, that really matters. The reason I brought this up because, of course, now she has to use the lightning port to charge her phone every night and i we bought new car we were buying new cables i did go in and i actually cleaned it out you know it's not too hard to do but you know, there's sometimes you, you, that dust gets in there pretty good that you don't even see it even if i'm using a magnifier so we brought in the apple and sure enough that he did find another little chunk of, of of dust in there that was causing it to not do a good connection and it'd be going doo -doo, doo -doo, you know when you're charging it so but it was a good excuse to get her an iPad, an, an iPad mini. So, and leading into that, it also was a good excuse for me to buy another watch band because, you know, so of course I absolutely love the, uh, solo loop, the braided solo loops are my, my favorite. And, you know, I've got this one, like I'm holding three of them here. Am I crazy? But I thought I found this to be interesting. First off, this is the, uh, this blue, uh, um, band. They, Apple doesn't sell this anymore. It, it was a very irritating. And so I ended up finding a new one on eBay for 30 bucks. <laughs> It was brand new. <laughs> so what, what was I doing? Of course, spent uh, 90 bucks for this one. This is the the uh, the, uh, the the gray-black one. Um, so I just found it to be interesting, and I'm showing on camera here, that you know the original band I had, the Abyss Blue, was getting really big on me. And I'm thinking, wait, did I lose a lot of weight? I didn't think so. Mm -hmm. my, my wrist isn't that uh, small. But uh, I'm showing this on camera here, but I'll take a picture of it and put it in the show notes. But if you notice here, I got the bands up to next to each other. Wow. This is this is a size 10. The, the one on the back is the blue one, which I was wearing. Mm -hmm. And then the new one right there is in the front there. That's the the, the, the gray color. That That's how long it's supposed to be. It stretched almost an inch, which that's, I thought, which I thought crazy. How could, how could this stretch that far on a watch band? So... Kind of beware of yourself because this is not exactly a cheap band. You know, you pay full price, it's $99. So, uh, but of course, I have no recourse because I've had this thing for this is from the Series 7. So, I've had it close to two years. So, they're not going to do anything for me. So, but that's okay. But I know what? I, I, I was fine getting this gray one. I was going to give it to it. But then I thought to myself, you know, maybe I should go on eBay. And, and sure enough, I had to go buy this one for 30 bucks. Um, you know, so, at thirty bucks, having it stretch out and have to replace it every couple of years would still piss me off. Yeah, but I'd be okay yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay with it. And, and but and like, at a hundred like bucks, no. Yeah, yeah. Like Ben no. and I, we're talking a pre-show. We 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 all have like tons of bands, and I probably should go back and look yeah. at my collection. I probably have thirty of them at least. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, this is a known flaw with that particular band. Yeah. 
Apparently mm-hmm. so. I, I did not realize it, but I, I had it for a while. But yeah, it's nice and snug now. I'm, I'm, I'm happy again. It's not moving. It's not moving down my arm. And then uh, I got my color back, so I'm happy. Um, right, well, as long as you're happy, I mean, seriously, yeah. that that's what matters. It is. For what matters is the takeaway from the story, Jeff. The takeaway from the story is that if you want an excuse to buy an iPad mini, bring <laughs> your right. phone to the Apple store with a dirty charging port. That's that's the takeaway. Do you know what? And I, and I think yes, I have a show title it. too. <laughs> <laughs> a dirty a dirty port buys an iPad mini. There you there's go. My, there's my show title. Uh, so uh, so that's about what we have for this week. I thought we had a great show here, but uh, before we go here, Mike Potter's here, and we also have to have you tell everybody about Mac stock coming up in oh. July. Yes. That is happening, isn't it? Yes, it it's is. coming up pretty darn quickly too. We are we're about eighty days away from it, maybe even a little less now from yeah. Max Doc. I know just uh, it feels like just the other day we were ninety days and one hundred and twenty days, but now we're less, we're about eighty days away from Max Doc, July twenty second and twenty third, and uh, yeah, we've turned it up to eleven. I don't know if we had done that by the time I was on here last time, but uh, we now have eleven presenters at Max Doc awesome. this year, mm-hmm. plus two. Uh, special presentations. We have not only Wally uh, Truinsky's MaxDoc Short Film Festival, which I'm excited for. I hope we get a lot of great submissions for that. Uh, but we also have Mac Geek Cab is taking the stage live Saturday yes. afternoon. So that's going to be cool, too. Can't so, wait yeah, that. we've got a lot of great things going on for MaxDoc. And uh, and uh, I'm, I'm excited for it. And plus, some, some announcements that are going to be coming out. Um, well, I got a couple couple T's to cross and some I's to dots and things like that, but probably some announcements coming out next week. So. Okay. And yeah. uh, what the, when's the dates and where is it? July 22nd and 23rd. It is, uh, you know, it's Mac stock. It's in Woodstock, Illinois. And uh, yeah, we're, we're it's going to be Saturday, Sunday uh, running from, Oh, roughly nine o'clock. We'll be taking the stage until about five in the afternoon each day. Um, have lunch midday and well, maybe we'll do some evening activities too. So be a lot of fun. A, blast. a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely going to be a blast. So thanks. And thanks all of you guys for being here and uh, please go to maxstockconferenceandexpo.com and, and sign up. We're, we're waiting for you. Down to a um, handful of tickets left, by the way. That, there you go. That's, that's yep. the, they're selling fast. Um, so before I close out the show, I want to give out a shout out. Uh, I did, we did have a don a don a donation this week through Buy Me a Coffee at InTouchWithIOS.com slash coffee. A shout out to Phil, who actually works at uh, my company, and uh, he was very kind enough to buy me five coffees this week. So thank you wow. for doing that, Phil. That was very, nice, very, very generous. Very generous cool. of you, Phil. And, and I'm, I'm glad you enjoy the show. And, uh, and, and, and if Kelly's listening, he does like Kelly's laugh. So... <laughs> Who so, doesn't? Who doesn't? That's right. Uh, so let's go ahead and wrap up for this week. That's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our feedback to our email address, feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can follow us on Twitter at InTouchWithIOS as well as on Mastodon at InTouchWithIOS. Uh, you can support the show by buying me a coffee, as I just said, like Phil did, at InTouchWithIOS.com slash coffee. We would really appreciate it. You also could become a patron of the show if you if you so choose by going to patreon.com slash in touch with iOS. We have two tiers available to support the show. We would really appreciate it. 
Make sure you like, share, and subscribe so you are notified when we are live streaming, which is on Thursday Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash in touch by OS, where we you can watch and you can watch the live shows. You can watch back the live shows. We leave those up there so you can watch all the, the crazy antics we do as well as listen to past shows. Uh, visit In Touch With iOS Magazine on Flipboard, where many of the articles we discuss are flipped into the magazine. The link is in our show notes. You can also subscribe to the show in your favorite podcatcher, including the Pocket Casts, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, and many others. But better yet, go to our website at InTouchWithIOS.com, where all the, all the links to all the ways to listen to us are there. I am Dave Ginsberg, and you can find me on Mastodon at DaveG65 at Mastodon.cloud. I'm also on Twitter at DaveG65. Mike Potter, thank you so much again for being here and being a guest on the show. We really appreciate it. Where can people find you? Well, Dave, I don't have anywhere near as much stuff to share with folks at the moment, but people can find me at 4MacEyesOnly.com or at Max.ConferenceAndExpo.com. And of course, you'll find me on Mastodon at 4MacEyesOnly at Tooting.Ninja or at Max.Expo at Tooting.Ninja. Thanks, Dave. Thank you. Thanks for being here. And Jeff Gamut, always a pleasure as always for you being here. Where can people find you? Well, um, how about Jay Gamut on Mastodon and Instagram? And then um, for shows, well, Chuck Joyner keeps letting me back on Mac Voices Live on Tuesdays. And you keep letting me back on here <laughs> on In Touch With iOS on Thursdays. Yep. Also, uh, I'm your interim host on the big show on Thursdays and the Mac show on Fridays, both on the British Tech Network. And then Brian Chaffin and I do um, the context machine. And um, also, it occurred to me that Kelly's laugh is a Voight Kampf test. And if it doesn't <laughs> make you happy, then you have to be a replicant. There you go. Thank you, Jeff. And last but certainly not least, Ben Rathick, thanks so much for being here. Where can people find you? Well, Dave, you can find me at Ben Rathick on your social media of choice. I'm pretty much on all of them except for that new blue sky thing. I haven't checked that out yet. Uh, You can also find me at uh, Rathick.tech and all the shows that Jeff is on except for uh, the, the, I was going to say, MacCon, the now just context machine. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's All nothing right. against you, Ben. It's it's just a a two guy show. Habit. Yeah, it's a two guy show. Two two great guys. All right, and I thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. We enjoy doing it, and we'll uh, talk to you next week. <laughs>